Book One, Chapter Seven. Kittens, you said you wanted to hear the next part of the story. Come on over here, and don't play with your bird for crying out loud. All right. Ah, yes. There is only one more realm to unite, and this one just might be the hardest. Now, let's begin. Robin had decided to take a more non-abrupt way. The sidewalk was very out in the open, and the, if the humans saw such a large procession of cats walking through this, through well, what the humans considered their territory, well, that probably wasn't the best plan. And so we began. We took back ways as much as we could, heading into into backyards and slinking across dog territory. Finally, we got to where Robin wanted us to be. She turned to the rest of the cats, looking at them up and down. The house cats were very disgruntled. Their fur was caked with mud for what seemed to be the first time ever. They were muttering about how hungry they were. The rooftop cats were were disgruntled too, because they weren't used to walking in such, well, land-based ways. Some of them were whispering to each other, Where's the sky? I swear, these, these, I don't know how they live with all these trees and houses blocking the sky. The alley cats had seemed at home, not not really worried about seeing the sky or how much mud had collected on their fur. Robin stood firm and began to speak to us. Where we're going is not meant for, well, all of us. I can only take a small procession of cats to where we are headed. So I've chosen a a select few. Sky and Spider, you'll be coming with me. Mm, I think we'll take... No... One cat from each realm, including myself, which means, Sky, you're with me. You'll represent the rooftop cats, and who from the alley cats is willing to go where we're going? A burly tom cat stepped up. He was an odd mix of cats, I could tell. Like... Like Robin, he had a smushed-in muzzle. He had a scar running down his back. It looked as if he had seen many battles. He see, It seemed that he had, at one point, had white fur. But now his fur was so matted with dirt and had begun to turn grey that he looked more like a brownish-grey mottled cat than anything else. My name is Bark, he said. Not like a dog's bark like a tree's bark, and I'm willing to come with you. I was one of the first to join, of course. Robin nodded. And who is willing to come from the house cats? At first, there was a silence. The house cats looked at each other. And then, to our surprise, a very small Siamese cat stepped up. One of her eyes was blue and the other was green. It looked as if she had once had a collar, by the way her fur was a little matted around her neck. She looked shy, and almost like a wisp of smoke. She stepped up and cocked her head, flicking her ear. 
we would just like to know where, where it is you're taking us, she said. Robin hesitated for a moment, as if not sure that the little cat would like her answer. We're, we're going into the sewers. Silence fell across the cats. Some of the cats nodded knowingly, but the house cat looked utterly shocked. The, the sewers, said the small Siamese cat. You mean, you mean that, that, that place where all the rats are, but isn't that dangerous? Isn't that rat territory? Don't be silly. It's not rat territory. It's sewer cat territory. You know, the undergrounds. I felt a flicker of fear. Sewer cats were an odd bunch. Most of them were older cats that were too tired to keep on living such a life as we lived up here. Apparently, it was said that sewer cats don't have territories, that they don't fight if another cat comes into their territory. This is a very odd motion for most cats. A cat, what is a cat without its territory? A cat would not be a cat without a territory, without a place to return home after a long day of hunting. What do they live for? It is said that down there, the air is so thick and that the cat's sense of smell is very weak. For a moment, I thought about not going, but then I reminded myself that Robin knew what she was doing, and I stepped forward to join the burly Tom next to Robin. The tiny Siamese cat swallowed, and then she seemed to, she looked back at the rest of the house cats and flicked her ear. Well, she said, and then, to my surprise, a very small cat stepped up. She had the body, the body shape of a Siamese cat, but she was jet black with a, with a few wisps of white fur on her chest and on the tip of her tail. She was small and sassy looking. She had green, greenish amber eyes and a very mischievous look on her face. I am Fern, she said, and I will join you. I'm not scared of going underground, she said. I hear rats can make a very tasty meal, if you can kill them. The other house cats looked at each other with concern. I could tell that none of them, except for this, this fern cat, wanted to go down. Now that we finally had enough cats, we slipped into the sewer system through, through a small, great thing. I'd always wondered where, how the sewer cats got under there, under there in the first place. It was dark, dank, it stunk, and human garbage seemed to be everywhere I looked, along with large clots of leaves. But the worst thing was not being able to smell fresh air or see the sky. This is partly because I am a rooftop cat. Rooftop cats... Well, we need to see the sky. The sky is part of our living. It is part of our code. It is encrypted into our DNA. We 
are the closest thing to flying cats that will that can ever be available. The house cats seemed to just mind the stinkiness and the dirtiness. At least Fern did. She kept on walking oddly, almost like a duck, and flicking her paws to try and get the water off. Her fur was slightly ruffled, and she looked very disgruntled. The alley cat seemed to just worry about the smell, and kept on coughing and shaking his head. To all of us, there was a different thing about this underground that seemed, well, almost horrid. To me, it was not being able to see the sky and the enclosed place. To Fern, it was, it was the dirtiness and the water. To Bark, it was the acid scent. But Robin seemed to be fine. She just plowed on through the dirty water and along the narrow side passages. And then finally, we heard, we finally heard a cat. What on earth is going on here? We turned and we saw a very odd cat. His fur was dull and his eyes were, were almost, and it looked as if he was almost blind. He was wrinkling his nose as he sniffed us. He opened his mouth to breathe in our scent, using the scent glands on the roof of his mouth. His markings were the oddest part about this odd, matted, furred cat. It looked, he looked like a raccoon, to be honest. He, one of his ears was torn, and both of his ears were black. He had a small he had two small black spots around his eye, just like a raccoon, and a ringed tail, and slight tabby markings on his back and on his paws. Then he seemed to recognize Robin. Robin! Long time no see! How's life up there? Fine, said Robin curtly. You? Ah, uh, you know. I'm getting there. Anyway. Why have you brought all these young young'uns down here? They don't seem to like it very much. I looked at him in surprise, realizing where he was standing. He was standing right in the center of what seemed to be an acid river. Cats aren't afraid of water. We just dislike it. Unlike the myth that cats can't swim, we can. We just prefer not to get wet. You'd understand if you had a coat of fur. Fur, when it gets wet, is nearly impossible to dry. And it is cold. House cats like it to be a little bit warmer than, more, than normal wild cats. And if you've ever heard of a fisher cat, then you'll know what I mean. But looking at this cat, standing in water as if it was a choice, seemed beyond belief. Everyone, grunted Robin, this is Raccoon. I could see where he got his name. And he leaped out of the river and shook himself thoroughly like a dog. He nodded to us. Cats don't shake hands or hug when we meet. We have an odd way. If a well-known cat or one of our loved ones walks, walks into, well, let's say, a den, we'll raise our tail and hello. Cats just meet, meet, just meeting will nod or have or let out a small purr. If there are enemies who are first to meet in peace, they would merely not acknowledge each other. 
What are you here for, old Robin? said Raccoon. Well, we're on a mission. You might have heard of the Rat Uprising. Yeah, I heard about that. But us sewer cats aren't really worried. We know where they're meeting. You do? Robin looks surprised. Yeah, they're meeting in one of the largest chambers. We don't go near them. We try not to. There's as much mice as there are rats down here. Well, old raccoon, we need to call an emergency meeting. We've been trying to gather at least a little bit of cats from each realm to fight up against those rats. Well, Robin, you know I'd follow you into battle any time. We can call a meeting in... in my den. Come on. I was surprised. A cat practically volunteering his den. Cats never did that. The den was a private spot where a cat could be a cat in peace. We entered a small chamber. It, looks a, it looked as if part of the wall had crumbled there, and he had dug it, dug it out of the dirt. It was held together by mostly roots. It was very dark, but cats have excellent night vision. I widened my pupils to let in more streams of light, catching every glimmer of light that there was in that dark little hole. The cat, Raccoon, stood in his den and let out a loud yowl <coughs> that echoed around the chamber, the chamber and down the halls. It took a moment, then finally we heard splashing, and cats, most of them older cats, but some of them were quite young. There was even a mother cat who was shepherding a few wide-eyed kittens along. I was very surprised. Unlike most of the realms, although sewer cats don't live together in kindles or live in two or threes like rooftop cats, they are a very well-knit community. They never kill each other or even fight. It, it, they merely exist together, helping each other when needed. It seemed to me that they were closer to each other because they were sewer cats and considered lower or less than any other realm. But I was beginning to second-guess all those myths about how the sewer cats were the toughest bunch. Some of them were very skinny. It did not seem very tough to me. Raccoon looked around the hollow and then nodded at Robin to take, to take up her speech. Robin told the cats about the threat. Most of them were already nodding knowingly. There was no arguing or no bunching up in groups, not e although there was some rippling of fur and fear. Some, they merely split up. Some of them stayed, most of them with kits or too old to fight, but the young and ready ones joined us. Although they seemed very scared to be heading on to the, what they called the overland, we exited the way we had come in, into the light the light was so bright that at a minute I couldn't see anything, like someone taking a picture, a picture of you with the flash on. I blinked a couple times and adjusted my pupils till I could finally see right. I could tell that we smelled terrible by the way the rest of the cats were wrinkling their noses and giving us a very wide berth. Raccoon and Robin were walking side by side and catching up. I could tell that they were good friends. We walked along all the back ways till we got to the place 
where the motor beast had fallen into the ditch. Robin leaped up on top of the motor beast. Our mission now is to gather as many other cats as we can muster. The, this threat of the rats is disturbing, I know. But we must try our best to fight as best we can. So, now that we've gathered at least a few of cats from other realms, we must find a spot where we can meet in peace. That is the second order of business. Somewhere where the rats would never guess. Immediately, the cats began to argue. Robin was trying in vain to get their attention. Finally, I yowled. They all looked up at Robin again. Now, we will not be settling in on the rooftop cat's place. It's too high, and, cat and most of us aren't used to it. We also can't settle in a house. A human would find us. And then suddenly we heard, Actually, I turned around and saw Fern, the small black cat. She was standing proud with her tail erect. We can. I cocked my head at her. What do you mean? asked Spider. Well, you see, not all houses have humans. There's a house not too far from here that's abandoned. No humans live there, and it must be big enough for all of us. It has sturdy walls and could keep a breeze out. Robin looked surprised. And so did some of the other cats. Most people thought that house cats were so pampered that they became dumb. But I was seeing differently. This young cat, Fern, seemed very clever for a house cat. Well then, said Robin, it's settled. This place seems like the best. And then we set off for the place that Fern had suggested. All right, kittens. That's about it for tonight. It's getting very late. All right. Good night.